Welcome to the first episode of Garland County Locker Room. My name is James Lee, and I'm the sports editor at the Sentinel Record. This podcast is one more way that the Sentinel Record is looking to expand our coverage of sports here in Garland County. Our goal is to take you beyond just the basic coverage of sporting events. We plan to release two episodes a week, each Monday and Thursday, with the occasional release of a special episode if we have something else we want to share in a more timely fashion. During football season, our Thursday episodes will be previewing football games, while our Monday episodes will be looking at other sports, like tennis, volleyball, golf, and more. In this episode, I spoke to Hot Springs golf coach Josh Smith and Lake Hamilton golf coach Brandy Higginbotham about a sport that is often overlooked by sports fans, especially on the high school level. Start off with uh, how how many kids you got this year? Right now, I've got uh, I've got three boys, and so I'm looking for you know trying to find that fourth, fifth, so that we can compete as a team. And it's I don't it's hard for us to ever have have enough for a team on the boys side and really on the girls side. And I've got uh, one girl that signed up to play from the Arkansas Math and Science School. She's from Pocahontas, uh, and so just wait for her to get settled in there to get her out and get her in a match and. Uh, see where she's at and uh, talking to her dad. She can play a little bit. So got high hopes for her and in, in, in the conference and being able to get into the state this year for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know numbers have always been tough yeah. for y'all with golf. Yeah. So it, it is because, our, you know, just not having that, that local course in the city that they can go out and play. And so that makes it hard. We do most of our practice in the Diamond Head. Uh, they're very, very good to us out there we go out and they, they take care of us of course it's a great shape out there and so it's a hard golf course for kids that don't play a lot of golf their eyes get pretty wide when they're having to play out there quite a bit they learn to play out there they can go play just about anywhere else coach can bought them out like him and takes care of us and she lets me come on tag on to uh, a lot of her matches at glenwood so we make that trip got a couple of uh, the country club this year with lakeside with, with kirsten to try to get kids a different experience besides just being at that 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 one place every time and this year we're going to be conferences at Glenwood so it's good that we've got quite a bit out there that they're going to get used to playing that course and so when conference gets here that uh you know maybe we can get a couple kids qualify for state this year yeah what what's the most difficult thing about golf you know for us and like I said we're I mean and other schools deal with the same thing I mean Hamilton's got to drive all the way to Glenwood so 20 minute drive the diamond head that part of it is is you know some of the struggle just getting kids going. Hey, we're gonna have to make a trip out here and make a trip back. And then the biggest struggle is us is just kids do not have that foundation of ever playing golf. If we if I can find a kid that said, Hey, I went out with my granddad and I played a couple times when I was a kid, that's a lot. Majority of the ones that come out don't have never touched a club, and it's really hard to put a kid on a golf course in a match or a conference tournament that golf is a hard sport, very hard sport. It's not something I can teach you in a three-month time frame. And you're real good golfers are year-round golfers that they're putting in their work. They may play some other sports, but they're really putting in their work. I've got one kid that plays just about year-round and put some work into it right now, and he's gotten a lot better. It takes that type of effort, and it takes effort from the house, from home, from, from doing it on your own with golf because of how much work it takes. And like I said, it's it's hard for a golf coach to get anything in that, that short season that you do have. When do y'all usually get started, you know, with practice and stuff? Well, the returning guys that, that, that I know that are playing, we'll start late J- July. Just kind of see what they are, like the uh, 
Cade Miller is one of my players this year, and he he played a junior tour all summer, so I know he was playing a tour that traveled around. And he was playing a league, playing in the junior league at uh, the village as well, so I know he was getting his practice in. So it's like, hey, once we get closer, that first match we'll start getting together a week before, and just kind of seeing where we're at with any of the new guys, and hey, this is what we're going to do with y'all. And, and for me, it's sometimes I set it up as a different. Each kid is different. I might let this one go play. In some matches, this one may not be ready to play in that match. Now, for us, we do things case by case and just kind of seeing what each uh, kid's available to do, and we try to try to help them as much as I can in that way. How do you feel about the team this year? I mean, obviously, you, you said you're trying right. to find that fourth person yeah. for the guy's side. It uh, you know, Kate is uh, Kate qualified as for state as a freshman out at Glenwood. Last year, they changed the rules up on us on how you qualify as an individual, and unfortunately for us. Um, Conference tournament was at Mystic Creek in El Dorado, which is, in my opinion, the hardest golf course in in, El Dorado, in in the state. On the nicest as well, it's amazing, but it is just so hard. You're going to be ten shots over what your normal score is most days down there. Just it's the hardest. So the way they did it, they put a, a number that you had to hit, and he barely missed it. If we went by the old rules, he would have qualified last year as well. So they've tweaked those rules a little bit this year. That's going to give Cade a legit shot to again to be able to get in as an individual which is is a great accomplishment for him this could be hard as a team there's no doubt um warren hedrick is a kid that uh played for us two years and he's improved he's played a lot a lot of golf he's working at diamond head on the weekend so he's getting some extra time on the course so I, hopefully he's getting there and you know now it's it's can we find that another kid that's just played a little bit this it's going to take scores you know you're gonna have to have four scores at to, to get in as a team under 100. And that's going to be really hard for us to find at, at our place. I think some of the, the better guys are uh, football players. There, there's actually a group of football kids that are playing uh, a lot on the weekends on their own. And so and it's just it's kind of hard to go say, hey, Coach Burnett, I need your starting quarterback to come play golf for me on a, uh, on a Tuesday, Thursday <laughs> afternoon. So it's, uh, you know, we've got to be, you know, be cautious about that. So I don't go back, ask for too much from Coach B when it's uh, – some of his main position players are out there doing it, but uh, it'd be fun to have them. It would be uh, it'd be nice to to go have a team and get to get to do those things. And I think you could look up and see yourself competing. Conferences is El Raiders really good right now. Lakeside's always got their combination. Hamilton's got a couple of, of good golfers, and they're working at it. And so they've got some numbers. If it wasn't a fall fight, you know, trying to grab a kid out of football, he'd be in the spring, and I'm trying to grab a kid from baseball. So it's just going to be that that combination you're always going to have to deal with at at Hot Springs, I believe. That you're you're very seldom find a kid that's just golf full time. Yeah. And I had a few few years ago that were members at the country club that that's all that's the only sport they played was golf, and uh, they both had moments where they both qualified as as individuals um, to the state through those four years. When I had one of them qualify the all four times, and uh, it'd be nice to have that those two guys with the couple I got now. I think we could go and. We could get in as one of the top three, but uh, you know it's just unfortunately we, we only get one or two at a time that, that come through instead of that, that four or five. Do y'all ever struggle with golf being considered a, a a rich kid's sport? Right, I think I mean yeah, you you get that moniker or whatever you want to call it that just because they have, your other schools are, are have places more accessible to you. Like I said I had kids a couple years ago that were members of the country club, so that was great. I don't have that group now. I don't. I can't. I don't know of any that we've got in the district. There may be some of the younger levels that I'm not around a lot. The older level that 
that are members of the country that have that access to a golf course. And I think that's where, like we've talked, is just the, the difference in, in Lakeside, Hot Springs, Lake Hamilton is, is their access to, to places to play. We've been out to Essex. Essex takes care of us and lets us come out there and do some stuff. And Mount Pine's out there playing. We can always go jump in with a match with Mount Pine and uh, and Cutter. That's, you know, but we're still not competing as a team because of our numbers. But we've got places to get to. It's just not to the level that others get to to have. And so and it's not a it's not a complaint. It's a just what we deal with and the way we work around it. And I think if it ever got to the point where we had enough golfers that played and were competitive, it would be a conversation to go have then with the country club. I know the know the guys at the country club really well. Barry Howard took care of me for many years when I first moved up before I got into coaching. I worked there for him for almost three years and uh consider him a, a good friend that I'll talk to near enough but Barry's always been been good to the kids and I think if I had enough to go have that conversation to see if we could get something to be able to go up there I think that'd be something that would happen it's just I've never had that moment where I've had to to go have that conversation if you could wave a magic wand right now what would you do to either change when the season is bring in more kids what would you do to make things just right for the trojan golf program you know it, it would have to start at the, at the younger age um to get them involved just like a lot of our other sports that we deal with at hot springs of getting kids involved that we know they play basketball we know they're going to be in football but other sports we've got to get them introduced and i think major waving at magic wand is to have some type of facility or something set up at a fourth grade age and maybe even younger than that that you're introducing the game of golf to them and then having something they can actually go experience it at the full level soon after. I mean, yeah, magic wand would be, hey, drop me five golfers in ninth grade, let me have them for, for the next four years. We're going to go have a lot of fun, and we'll go all over state and play. Yeah, that'd be great. But I think to build it where it continuously happens, it would be need some form of fashion of a facility that you can teach the game, whether it's driving range, putting area, Whatever combination it is that they can go do, I've got a fourth grader, my nine-year-old, we play. I drag him out every evening. I say drag him out. It's some days I have to I have to pull a little harder than others. Sometimes he wants to, but he plays uh, the U.S. Kids Tour in Little Rock, Central Arkansas. You'd be getting kids involved in something like that so that they have the option as they get older to go, hey, golf is something I do like. Whether mine plays when he gets in ninth grade or not, is a, we don't, I don't know that yet. It's not something I'm going to force. I'd love him to. But hopefully he has a big enough foundation that when he gets there, he's going to have that decision and be able to be successful at it. But I think that's where it starts. And the magic wand would be build it for those younger kids with some type of facility close by. So, Coach Higginbotham, what do you think about the program this year? I feel like they've got a few kids that can that can do some things. As far as a team score, we are still got some very young ones sure. on the bottom end. Um, you know, for us, it's just difficult because we don't have a golf course in our school district. So, uh, you know, in fact, I'm probably going to drop my own son off at Glenwood this afternoon with a buddy and let him play. But it's just, you know, it's not convenient for our kids. So getting them there and getting them uh, playing, you know, the older ones that can drive, it's a little easier on them. Um, the younger ones, though, uh, boys have, I guess, more kids that can drive. So they're getting out and playing quite a bit more. The girls have three sophomores and one senior. So, you know, they rely a little bit more on parents. But, um, you know, I, I feel like we'll be okay. 
you seem to have pretty good numbers. I, I know you said you had some youth, but you've got several kids that are coming back that put up some decent numbers for you last year and seem to not to have dropped off a whole lot because I know that's something you're always concerned about. The boys, Cade Robinson, he, he lives on the golf course most of the time. I mean, he can get out. Yesterday, he he said he played four rounds at Glenwood and shot a 70 on the last round. I really, really want him to shoot some good scores this year because he, he spends a lot of time out at He's a senior, and then Peyton Garner is a senior that he spent a lot of time playing at the Village this summer. He's always played in the Village program. So those two guys – they really score wise are going to be better uh, than our than our younger kids, and in the girls, Jenny Higginbotham is the one that has played the most, got the most experience. But you know, going into July, I wasn't even sure she was going to be able to play with her knee injury. So just having her out on the course, uh, I feel lucky. And uh, the pro that she goes to says her knee injury may have helped her golf game because <laughs> it keeps her it keeps her uh, a little bit more uh, balanced with her swing. So. You know, those three have the most experience, really, of, of any of the kids. Last year, I seemed to have a lot of girls, but there's been three sophomores that have kind of stuck with it. One of them, Jordan Garner's played quite a bit. The other two, Reagan and Kinley, are just, they're still learning. But, you know, I've kind of found that that ninth grade year, if they haven't played a lot of golf, is a big learning experience. they got to learn just how to su- survive nine holes, <laughs> survive 18 holes. They just... Because they do take a lot more shots, but um, they're kind of turning a little corner right now, and they both uh, improved scores this week in both the matches. So, and then on the boys' side, I just picked up a lot of younger kids this year, but some of them are baseball guys that are kind of you know trying to find another sport to do. I think in the fall, you know, like I said, with COVID last year's where I really thought we picked up a lot of numbers because the year before we we didn't have a whole lot of kids, but the next year just boomed. I think kids were just getting out and trying to find golf and tennis and things they could do outside and that the AAA was allowing at the time. Were they experienced? Were they kids that didn't really know the game? I mean, what what kind of level were they at coming in? Yeah, most of them, most of them had not played a lot, but maybe their parents played a little bit and they thought it would be a, a good idea. I had one girl that she just was a good athlete and um, played volleyball. She was worried they weren't going to have volleyball season. So she kind of came out as a backup. And then once volleyball kicked in, we kind of lost her back to that, which I, I totally understand, um, sure. you know, if that was her primary sport. But um, with our sports seasons being the same at that time. Um, but, yeah, it was mostly kids who had, hadn't played a lot, and they probably had thought about it, and there wasn't much option to go do anything else, either that or go to the lake. So right. their parents figured they could they could uh, spend a little time with the pro and or just at the golf course and, and get a little experience in and see if they liked it or not. Most of them have. What's the most difficult thing about, you know, high school golf? You've got to have kids that are going to show up in in July, in August, before school starts. I mean, two or three weeks before school starts for the first match. But but what would you say is probably the most difficult thing that you have to deal with? Well, at our school, it's getting them to the course with no course. Be I wish we had a course at Piercy. I mean, it would be nice to be right there outside of the school, you know, area. But, um, you know, we could choose to travel to Glenwood or choose to – possibly go to the country club, it's about 20 minutes either way, um, different kinds of drives. But 
you know, with especially with those younger kids, just trying to get them there because I have to bus every time. So where, you know, Josh or, or Kirsten, their, their kids just meet them at the course, you know, I'm not able to do that. If I'm going to have the younger kids out there, first of all, we've got to get a bus and get out there. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it is a time factor yeah, um, and getting them there. And, and that that's really our biggest hurdle is being able to get out there. My second thing is with numbers, it's a, it's a good and a bad, um, you know, I'm so glad to have the kids out there, but trying to spend some individual time with a lot of them, sometimes you just have to let them go play and, and uh, try to catch them the next practice. Cause you're just kind of limited on the number of practices that you're going to have with everybody together or with you uh, out there with them on the course. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that makes it a little more difficult because you want to spend more time with the kids that aren't putting up, you know, the, mm-hmm. the low numbers, but then you don't want to, you know, neglect the kids that, that are putting up, you know, exactly. And that's, I do sometimes worry about, you know, Cade plays so much on his own um, and he's used, and he plays pretty fast. Um, it's just kind of, I know I can let him go and, and, let him head out and he's fine because he plays so much. And like you comment on that, helping those really a lot of times newer girls or, or newer boys out there. I I do have a, a guy that's going to be a student teacher that is from the Kirby area. So he's close to Glenwood. It kind of can help me out with those older, more um, experienced boys right now. So boy, that's been a real help uh, having him so, just for a few days here. Um, and he knows those kids already, so it's a that's really having a male figure out there with them has really helped uh, tremendously. Yeah. Um, what is it that you think draws some of these kids to golf? Yeah, I don't really know because it's a long day and it's hot. This last week was. <laughs> Super hot. Uh, we had just played Hot Springs over at Diamond Head. I, my kids didn't realize uh, how hilly the back nine was in 97 degrees. was a pretty good challenge there. Um, but uh, I, don't, I think COVID changed some things for them as far as, you know, kids are so busy and, and then all of a sudden they were stuck at home. I think some of them figured out that they, they kind of liked the the play. It, it, being able to challenge themselves at something um, – I think a lot of them like the seeing how low they can you know, go on their score. And it's kind of like when I play, if I, you know, I may hit, you know, 80 bad shots, but that one good shot feels really good. And, uh, you know, more probably with the boys than the girls uh, on this particular group, but they enjoy going out there just together um, and staying all afternoon. Uh, and they enjoy the social part of it. And, you know, with all of them having phones and everything, I, it's kind of refreshing to see them go do something that's not digital, not right in their face. Uh, um, you know, you mentioned the heat. That's something that a lot of people don't think about because there's not a lot of exertion. You know, you're you're walking around on on a golf mm-hmm. course. I mean, you're you're not you're not running and hitting each other. You're not playing baseball. How do you keep the kids? hydrated and healthy when you've got that kind of heat yeah the the biggest thing and the triple a pushes this a lot too um it's kind of you know equivalent to football just not with the pads but it's just acclimating um that's part of why we start going in july and walking even if it's just a few holes because 
obviously with a cart, they can play quite a few more holes, but we try to go do at least a couple of hours where they do have to walk and get, just get them acclimated to it because some of them, you know, wouldn't be out in the heat like we used to do all the time. How do you get a kid who's not used to playing golf as much or not playing another sport? How do you get them to deal with the the mental toughness that you have to have in golf because it is such a mental game with those kids and that's very few of them really because most of them do something it's you know try to go out on the course with them and kind of talk strategy um you know after they try to get some mechanics to get the ball in the course because kind of where the sophomores are that are were new last year is just trying to talk about yardages and what club to use, you know, instead of just go hit it and try to make it go straight this year. You know, we play a lot of double par to try to make our matches move along a little quicker. And when they don't have to circle a number on their card and go, well, I got a eight on a par four and I had to pick it up, you know, try to actually finish the hole and just try to play through that. All right. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you coming by. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the first episode of Garland County Locker Room. Our next episode will be released on August 23rd.